0: Join us for Craft Beer Professionals' most affordable in-person workshop, CBP Connects, presented by Arrive POS, this June 19th to 21st in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Twelve interactive sessions, three nightly receptions, and one opportunity to connect with craft beer professionals from across the country. Learn more at CBPConnects.com. That's CBPConnects.com. See you there. Cheers. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's session, uh, Making the Brand a PR Primer. Um, I'm Abby Cohen, Executive Vice President at the Rosen Group, and I'm really thrilled to be here today. Um, Andrew has built such an amazing community to share collective wisdom and best practices, and I'm excited to have the opportunity to uh, share some of my wisdom with you today. Um, So a big shout out to the sponsors of the event. Uh, who make this all possible. Um, So today, you know, we're going to get into a little bit about what PR is, how your brewery can benefit from it. um, And hopefully you'll learn some tangible takeaways and tactics that can help you as a business and a brewery and a brand. Um, So why do I get to be here? What's so great about me? Um, Like I said, I'm an executive vice president at Rosen Group. we're a PR agency out of New York, and we've worked with a number of um, Epicurean brands, beer, wine spirits, restaurants, food tech companies, uh, and more recently, cannabis companies. Um, and for 10 years, i personally handled the uh, media relations for the Brewers Association. So promoting members, promoting our statistics and events, uh, legislative initiatives, and much, much more. Um, and now I spearhead media efforts for Allagash Brewing Company uh, and Brewlogix, which is a, a beverage tech platform. Um, so I'm really excited to be here today. Um, you know, over the course of our long history, uh, we've generated a lot of really great, impactful media results that help move the needle for our clients. Um, and I'm hoping that you all can get some takeaways to uh Earn some media coverage too to help build your brands. So on to the meat of today. So what is PR? Um, at its core, public relations is about influencing, engaging, and building relationships with key stakeholders across numerous platforms in order to shape and frame public perception of an organization. That's a lot. So what it boils down to. Uh, in my mind, it's communicating your message to your desired audience in order to influence perception. Um, And we always hope that that's positive perception. Uh, So how can PR benefit your brewery? Um, It can build your brand. Uh, You know, there are a lot of breweries in the marketplace, so it can help you sort of get an edge and get your name out there a little bit more. Um, it can educate consumers about your brand and about your beers. It can increase your customer base. Uh, it can earn your brewery some credibility. Um, organic SEO, you know, you want to move up in Google searches when people are looking for beer, and having links back from credible news sites always helps with that. Um, you can promote your beer. You can engage partners in various ways. You can attract, you can attract investors if that's a goal of yours. Um, and you can retain and recruit talent. People always want to work for and stay at a brand uh, that's got a positive ethos um, out there in the media. So there are a lot of different disciplines and functions in terms of PR. For today's time, we're really going to talk about uh, earned and owned media. Um, all of these sort of work with the same, they have the same goal of building that positive brand reputation, but they use varying strategies and tactics to get there. So basically, earned media is any content that you that is written and produced about you and your business that you have not paid for or you haven't created yourself. So think sort of newspaper articles, broadcast appearances, beer reviews. There are things that you have earned externally. Um, Then there's owned media. That's content that your business creates and controls. So that's your website, that's your social platforms, a blog if you have one. Um, And then just sort of uh, talking about this because it is important to the mix, but we're not gonna dive too deep into this today. But then there's paid media. Um, So that's advertising. That's content that your business has paid for to be more visible. Um, So it used to just be advertising. Now it's Instagram ads and influencer relations and sponsored content. Um, And all of these really sort of work together um, to help build your brand and create a, a truly good marketing and communication mix. Uh, Back in the day, they kind of operated in silos, but now it's really, really important that they sort of work cross-functionally to build your brand. So, how do you start generating media? Uh, There are a lot of different tactics in your toolkit that you can use. Um, The first kind of everyone sort of knows and hears about is press releases. Um, so that's something, you know, they're reserved to sort of broadly announce news, something that's happening now or going to be happening. Um, they're pitches, which are more uh, deeper, more personalized dive into a story and sort of what makes it, what makes something newsworthy. Uh, there are event advisories and calendar listings. So that's kind of um, if something's going on, the who, what, when, where, and why of what's happening. Um Media briefings. This is inviting people to come uh, and just kind of chit chat with you about what's happening at the brewery uh, in your business. They're very informal, and those are really intended to sort of build, uh, lay the groundwork, and build foundations and uh, for relationships. Uh, and then something that's also great is media mailers. You know, you've got beer, send it to media. It's a great way to get them engaged with your brand and to start writing about you. So to to go a little bit deeper into some of these uh, tactics and strategies, um, let's talk about a press release. So this is something that you would want to use to share something newsworthy, something that's happening now, uh, and really make an announcement. Um, It typically follows a pretty formal guideline in terms of formatting. um, And if you're not that familiar with how that would work, Um, I definitely encourage you to look at BrewBound, look at craft brewing business. They post a lot of breweries press releases. So they're really a great resource if you need some inspiration or a place to start. Um, And then the goal of a press release is really that a journalist can take the information in there and write a story. They can repurpose it to their wider audience with kind of little follow up required basically because uh, all the news you're sharing is right in there with all the facts and information that they would need. Um, so some best practices, you want to start with a really strong headline. You know, it's got to share the news. It can be pithy. It's, gotta, it's really got to engage someone into reading the rest of your release. Um, if there's kind of a lot happening in terms of the release, you may want to add a subhead. Um, you know, if they're kind of multiple things you're sharing um, and don't want to jam pack it all into the headline. Um, Then I'll have a dateline, and this is simply the day you're releasing the news and where it's coming from. So if you're a brewery in Cleveland, you know, Cleveland, Ohio, February 28th, 2023, Um, and it kind of starts there. Uh, And then kind of the the first sentence. You don't wanna bury the lead, you wanna get to the point of what the story is immediately. Um, And then within the body of everything, you can give more context as to what everything is. You wanna write it in a way that's professional, that sticks to the facts, um, and really be active in your language, not passive. Um, Try and economize your words, basically be as clear and concise as possible um, if you can say something in five words instead of 20, try and do that um, and limit jargon. I think people kind of get into a bad habit of you know, wanting to use all, all this lingo, um, and it's not always necessary. You can kind of speak uh, in a way that's uh, more straightforward. And then you definitely want to use quotes from spokespeople um, that give color and context to why this news is important and why you're excited about it and why you're excited to be sharing it. Um, Also use it as an opportunity to share an image. If you've got a new beer, throw throw an image of that in there. If you're launching, if you're opening a new tap room or a new space, um, throw that graphic in there as well, just to give people kind of a visual that goes along with the written word. Um, and then you're going to want to end a release with a boilerplate, uh, which is your standard About Us elevator pitch. Um, and it's something that should be consistent across all of your materials. Um, it, it should have links to your site uh, and your social media as well. Um Make sure you also provide your contact information. I know it sounds silly to say, but I've spoken to so many reporters who have been like, they didn't let me know how to get in touch with them. I wanted to write a story and you know, I didn't have anyone to reach out to. So make it easy for them, put your phone number, put your email on there, uh, let them know how to get in touch with you. And then another thing that seems silly to say, but so critical, always make sure you proofread. Uh, This is an external facing document. It's gonna live on your site. It may get repurposed and reposted by media. So you want it to be professional and polished, uh, you know, with no typos uh, and and formatting nicely and looking good. So now separate from a release is a pitch. And a pitch is kind of a more personalized note, email, if you will, to journalists that uh, give It gives you the opportunity to explain what your story idea is and why it would be a good fit for their publication and their readers, um, and what makes it newsworthy right now. So, the ways to kind of think about this is take a step back and, you know, what's your story? Do you have a new beer launching? Is there something interesting happening in your tap room? Are you opening up a new location? Do you have a new brewmaster coming on? Um, What are things? That are going to make a story relevant to right now. And then it's not necessarily just something about your, you know, beer or the product you're selling. There could be something beyond that too. Um, is there an interesting personal story to tell? Um, are you a veteran that's opened up a brewery? Um, do your employees have interests? You know, is there a group that on Thursday nights performs in a band together that works at the brewery? Um, just some interesting things that you could share that might give a little color to who the brewery is while building your brand. Um, something that's kind of tried tr- tried and true when it comes to PR um, is leveraging current events and the news. So what's going on in the world right now? Um, is there something we can tap into? So St. Patrick's Day is in a couple of weeks. Is there an interesting story we can tell from the brewery? to tap into there, or it's National Beer Day, April 9th. Um, could we send out a pitch to journalists being like, hey, are you working on any stories about National Beer Day? Uh, we'd love for you to consider writing about this beer, or we're happy to give you a comment about why this day is so important to, to craft breweries. Um, so kind of think about what's happening externally um, that you can leverage and uh, use as a hook to, to generate interest from media. Um, You can also be a resource if there's something happening within the industry itself that you feel like you want to comment on or have a particular perspective and point of view, um, feel free to reach out to journalists that way as well. You know, is there a hop shortage and you feel strongly you want to comment on that? Uh, Rising cost of aluminum, is there some perspective you want to offer? Um, These are more sort of industry thought leadership things that can also help position you uh, in a great way with the media. Um, and kind of being a a source means also being a resource. So if journalists are asking for stats or images or other people to talk to, um, you know, it's kind to kind of connect them to, to the things they need to get to, and then they'll remember that and they'll come back to you again and again. Um, So now you've created all these great media materials, who are you sending them to? And who are you reaching out to? Um, In this line of work, contacts are currency, you you can have the greatest press release ever if you're sending it to the wrong people. uh, It's like a tree falls in the forest situation. Um, So how are you making your contacts? The simplest way, start reading. Um, That's how you're gonna see who the journalists are that are most relevant to you. So read the trades, read your local papers, uh, check out papers in markets where you distribute to know who's writing about beer. Um, a lot of times there are specific beer writers at publications, um, and you should know who those are. Uh, watch the news, listen to the radio. You'll kind of start to get a feel for what's newsworthy and who the people people and players are that you should know. Um, also google i spend a lot of my time um looking up reporters who are covering things to see if they're a fit um how to get in touch with them um you know google's a, a great resource to find people um and network if you're going to an industry event or a trade show ask the organizers if there's a media list you can uh, Get access to and and reach out to folks that make sense uh, to connect on site, to grab a beer. um, If you've got a booth, to come visit your booth. Um, And, you know, this is such a collaborative community and you all work together so well. So tap into your colleagues and peers and see if they know anyone who might be a fit. Um, You know, that's always, always helpful. And then uh, if you're members of the B.A. or your local guild, um, you know, a lot of times they have media lists, too, and are happy to share those or point you in the right direction of who to go to. Um, You can also pay for media databases. Uh, They're not cheap. Um, You know, we use one as a PR firm and kind of keep our contacts within there. Um, And they're, you know, they're very helpful to pull lists. It's kind of my first line of defense, but then I really do all these other things to, to build out um, sort of robust contacts and and reach out to people who are important uh, to to me and to my clients. Um, And then just stay organized in terms of maintaining and updating your list. You know, it doesn't need to be anything fancy. An Excel spreadsheet has really never failed me. But just kind of categorizing people where they are, you know, their social media handles. um, And just making sure you're going that way. It's easy to go back to the right people when you have news to share. And then it's important to you know, stay engaged with journalists. Invite them to your brewery for a beer. Let them know they can come by whenever and you're happy to host them. Um, Be respectful of their time and deadlines. This is, you know, a high pressure, very deadline-driven field. Newsrooms are shrinking. A lot of times deadlines were two days before the news even happened. Um, So I know people aren't sitting around waiting for journalists to get in touch with them. But if they are on deadline and um, need to get something from you, if you could be respectful of of that and the time frame that they've given you, that would be great. Um, and keep them informed of what's going on without inundating them. You know, we all get a gajillion emails a day, so really kind of make sure what's important for the media to know versus kind of what's just important for your. Uh, consumers and um, people visiting the brewery to know. And you'll, as you sort of get into a rhythm with this, you'll understand sort of what's, what's really media worthy, what's more marketing worthy, um, and what really just sort of needs to stay internal. And then if you just keep giving strong interviews and become a solid resource, journalists are gonna keep coming back to you. They're gonna wanna know what you're doing, they're gonna wanna hear from you, um, and it's just gonna be a great way to to build and maintain these relationships. Um, Now, in today's world of content and sort of media fragmentation, you really need to start owning what you've earned. Know, so you've sent out your release, you've sent out your pitches, you've gotten great coverage uh, in the local paper, you're going to be on TV um, sharing about, you know, exciting beers for St. Patrick's Day. Um, Back in the day, it used to be you could just rest on the laurels of getting that, and that was it. But not anymore. There's so much content out there, there's so many different ways to amplify what you're doing. Um, So you need You know, what you've earned is just the first step. You've got to start sharing it on your own channels. So make sure any news coverage is shared on your social media. Um, If you've got an awesome poll quote from a beer review, make sure that's on your website. Uh, Give it to your sales team to put in their materials um, and really leverage what you've earned across the the platforms that you own. Um, And make sure to promote any coverage or upcoming appearances as well. So if you're going on TV next week, you know, send post on Facebook, hey, tune in to NBC at 9 a.m. on the uh, the 3rd, we're gonna be talking about great beers for St. Patrick's Day. Um, And make sure to sort of tag the news outlet, tag the reporter, Um, they'll likely be able to share it and just, it'll amplify and uh, it'll have a halo effect and go much broader. Uh, than just sort of not sharing it at all. Uh, and then owned media is really, too, all about content. Um, content is king in today's day and age. So you don't just need the earned media piece to share your news. You have your um, your own channels as well to be sharing your company news, to launch products. Uh, To share imagery and to really create that brand voice and value that will keep people engaged with who you are um and one of the most critical tools i can tell you to making sure your content is all aligned is to really have a content calendar in place um and this is a a great way to see what's going across all your social platforms where your marketing team is in terms of their outreach um, you know, what PR is going on. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to think you can do this kind of ad hoc, but the, the best way to do it is to maybe sit down at the beginning of the month, sit down at the beginning of the quarter and sort of look out and see what's going on and plan, uh, plan for that. So highly recommend having an editorial content calendar in place. And then, you know, I've really just touched on the the service bread and butter of media relations and sort of owned media, Uh, but there are so many more things to consider in terms of uh, your brand and the overall communications mix. And, you know, that's everything from crisis communications, employee communications, uh, customer service. Unfortunately, in today's day and age, they're uh, not just sharing it with one person, they're sharing it with the whole internet. Um, engaging in events and awards, speaking opportunities, partnerships, you know, I could go on and on with all these things. And I'm definitely happy to give another presentation, uh, in terms of sharing these things, if there's, if there's interest. So the last kind of takeaway I'll leave you with, and then we can open it up to questions is, uh, PR is a really critical part of your, an ingredient of your overall marketing mix. Um, but things to remember: while it can overlap, PR is not paid advertising. Um, it's coming from an objective third-party source, so you don't have as much control over it in terms of advertising. Um, you're not going to be able to see a story before it runs. Um, you you can't really control how the journalist writes something, but their third-party validation gives a credibility that a lot of people really really value. Um, And while it can help to encourage sales, PR is really brand awareness and credibility. So there may be a lift or spike following news coverage, and that's an awesome and welcome byproduct of the work, but it's not the number one outcome in terms of PR. Uh, And then while it can have quick results, PR is really about the long game and building lasting relationships. So one of the best analogies I've heard about PR is uh, likening it to exercise. So you could work out super, super intensely for a week and see results that would immediately fade the following week. Or you could build exercise into your daily life with a sustained approach um, and see lasting effects for the long haul. Um so that that always resonated with me you know we always push for people to have strong sustained campaigns to kind of keep going and not turn things on and off um and then this is really an industry that's not a science it's subjective it's fluid um so you got to be nimble you got to be willing to to change course and if things aren't working take a step back uh and be willing to shor- sort of shift your strategy you know if you made a beer and it didn't quite taste right you'd sort of look to shake things up and um, change ingredients change what you've done um, and the same principle can be applied to to pr here um, so with that i'd love to take any questions if anyone has anything they'd like to share all right well if no one has anything um I really appreciate everyone tuning in today and taking time. Um, and thank you again, Andrew, for the opportunity to be here today. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed sharing my insights, and I think there's so much more I could bore you with. And I'm happy to another time. Um, and one takeaway I'd like to offer, uh, you know, for anyone in the uh, CBP community, Rosen Group is happy to offer a free 30-minute consultation. Um, for any help with your PR needs uh, or if you have any follow-up questions or anything, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, My contact information is here. I'm in the group. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, There are a gajillion ways to get in touch with me. So so please do. I really do enjoy helping people and meeting people from the community. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, And look forward to joining you again soon. Thank you for listening and being an important part of our community. Please hit the subscribe button to stay on top of more sessions that can help you grow as a craft beer professional. And join us for more conversations in our community on Facebook. We appreciate you. Cheers.